Hey, it's Eli here, your OGO co-host. I just wanted to say this episode is brought to you by Switch Fix. Switch Fix is a better way to play Switch on the go. With a sleek lightweight design that allows you to slide in your Switch, clip in your Pro Controller, and play comfortably. No more faulty attachments and uncomfortable Nintendo Switch grips, which trust me, I had like these red Mario ones that were like super plasticky and blocky, and it's like I'd rather almost just use the plain Joy-Cons. Switch Fix is a game changer. Get your Switch Fix today at GetSwitchFix.com or join our giveaway by clicking the link Link below. There are six ways to win. Through the link, you can subscribe to Chiptooth Gaming, like a CTG video, visit Switch Fix's Indiegogo, share the campaign with your friends, join Switch Fix's exclusive email waiting list, and a bonus entry when you do all five. One more time, that's GetSwitchFix.com, or enter the giveaway in the description below. Welcome to the fourth episode of Old Games, Old Chiptooth Gaming's bi-weekly gaming retrospective podcast. You can get the show on youtube.com slash chiptoothgaming and the podcast services of your choice, including Spotify. My name is Noah Friscop, and across from me, the San Francisco treat, Eli Shaw. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day in San Francisco. It's so. a not-so-beautiful day here in uh, sunny Meridian, Idaho, but it's, it will probably change by the end of this recording. It'll probably be sunny and... Everyone will be outside. Awesome, that's good. Uh, it's it's good until it's like, oh, it's a sunny day out, and then it's just torrential rain pour for five minutes, and then it just stops again. Yikes! Yeah, it just it's like it's just shaking constantly, like a snow globe. It's like sometimes it'll be fine, sometimes that was a terrible analogy. Let's just go right into it. I'm trying to think of like it's like the symbiote or something where it just like creeps inside of you. Oh, and, then you have, and then before you know it, you have a big-ass tongue for some reason. Vanquish is a 2010 third-person shooter directed by acclaimed director Shinji Mikami in Platinum Games. Style with substance. Go play it, please. That's literally all I have to say. So, before we start recording this, you said you had a lot of questions. I just want to kind of build my summary of this game off of your questions, because I feel like all that's right. probably the best way to go about this one, because it's so fucking wild. It is. I, I watched about, like, 40-something minutes of gameplay, mm. and... I gotta say, it's visually, like, very, very enticing. Like, I I didn't really need any of the sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, the voice acting's whatever. It, you know, typical PS3 era, like, Japanese action game. You it's know? incredibly platinum in yeah. all of the best ways. Oh, absolutely. And I guess, um, just to get started, like, I've only played probably one platinum game which is mm. their transformers game oh i forget what it's called devastation i remember this yeah yes um so i i don't know how many you've played but of all of them do you how do you feel about uh vanquish like ranking up against the rest of them so if we're gonna go up against the rest of them so i've played bayonetta a little bit uh metal gear rising transformers devastation um mm. they've made the awful i did not like the teenage mutant Turtles one game at all no, they look um, bad. Platinum, which sucks because that's like such a natural marriage. Just want to make sure I'm not missing any because they've made some weird things. Um, Near, of course, which I yep. It's always that one always seems like so high above everything else that they've done in the last few years that I forget that's them. Mm-hmm. But it's probably my favorite out of all of these. Wow. Okay. I'm not gonna lie, it's just. It's also a little bit outside of their pedigree. Like usually, they're more of like a melee action type 
mm-hmm. game studio, but this is just the most balls to the wall shooter you could ever play. Oh uh, yeah, they kind of like it seems like they penalize you for use, using your melee abilities. The melee abilities or cover, like you get you get dinged in the score the yeah. scoring system. So it doesn't have like the most deep scoring system or anything like a bayonetta because there's obviously not as a lot of moves, but mm-hmm. it does penalize you for little things. It wants to keep you moving, it wants to keep it fast. And so the Shinji Mikami, the director, he basically wanted to make a shooter with low downtime, as low downtime mm-hmm. as humanly possible. So this game is just constantly going, and it's constantly incentivizing you to move forward. And that's pretty similar for a lot of other Platinum games, so it was a pretty uh, easy marriage of the two. But I think it definitely stands out as kind of not in their typical vein. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's true. I didn't I didn't think about the fact that most of them are pretty melee-based, mm-hmm. and this is just a straight-up, like, third-person shooter, like, just extreme, extremely fast-paced and very much platinum. Yep, extremely fast-paced. And the melee, like, when you do use it, even though it is decentivized because it... So you have your, like, basic health, and then you also have your, like, suit's heat, so you have to manage mm-hmm. your suit's, like, energy output, and the the melee, it's a very high damage, but it's also very high heat cost, so you, mm-hmm. so you really don't want to use it for that often, especially if you're surrounded by enemies, which you usually are, and just to piggyback off the enemies, I just love how completely ridiculous and nonsensical that the enemy in the game is Russia, and you're basically yeah. fighting <laughs> Russian battle droids the whole time, and it's pretty much the greatest thing ever of all time. That's a pretty good description yeah. of it. Um, Japanese yeah, ass Russian, yeah, Japanese ass Russian battle droids and mechs <laughs> and crazy spider robots. That oh my gosh, it's just absolutely bonkers. So you have to know that going in that it's completely batshit crazy. And if you're oh, not yeah. down for that, then just go away because this is not going to cater <laughs> to you whatsoever. And yeah, like you said, the dialogue, it's very its very corny, but it also has like a weird charm to it that is very uniquely platinum. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you made the battle droid no- analogy. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw basically like an ATST at one point. Yeah, there's like walkers and mechs and all kinds of like spaceships. It's, it's yeah. pretty similar. And yeah, like they're pretty inept as well. Like they're just the main... The main just like grunt unit that you fight is it's it's not the smartest, but they'll still kick kick your ass if you don't keep moving. Yeah. Um so I guess that it still seems like pretty cool, even though like it, it's a little derivative of some things, but um yeah, I you have like your little heat bar at the bottom corner, right? Mm-hmm. Um is that connected to your health at all? Because it, I was watching gameplay and it seemed like they were just taking hits and not super like facing any consequences so for it, it. it's almost like a venn diagram where it's like uh-huh. if your heat is down and you're getting hit it's you're probably gonna end up dying faster but if you have more heat you're probably going to survive so it's like not necessarily but also it's very closely tied and it's intrinsically intrinsically linked to your health excuse me mm-hmm. um so if you're caught you know in a bad spot with no heat like you're not gonna be able to get away you're not gonna be able to activate the bullet time mechanic then you're pretty much probably going to die if you set yourself up for that situation mm-hmm. so, um yeah can you talk about the little slowdown bullet time absolutely thing? That's d- connected to your health too isn't it it's connected to um so there's the health there's the heat and then there's also like a bullet time like meter almost like mm-hmm. the stamina meter from breath of the wild where it's like a, like a like a like a pie, it looks like a pie graph like when it's going out and so 
you can either activate it by sliding, which is, sliding is like the big gimmick in the game. But so you yeah. slide and then aim, it activates the bullet time mechanic. If you jump over cover and activate aim, it'll activate the bullet time. So basically just if you perform any any action with forward momentum and then mm-hmm. aim, it'll activate the bullet time. And then you can time it up for like pretty pretty crazy combos, like you know, tossing your grenade, hopping over cover, activating the bullet time, and then shooting it just the right time. So the, it it is a very simple combat system that layers on itself better than most third person shooters. It's probably why it's my favorite third person shooter because it has the action game kind of depth to it, which is mm-hmm. really rare. You usually just like stop, you know, pop and shoot, or just kind of like run around and shoot the weak points or whatever. But this game, it's Yes, there's also there's enemies with giant orange spots to shoot, but they will yeah. completely adapt, and the enemies are so numerous that you have to keep moving, and you have to keep constantly using all of your weapons available. And you, you use all of the weapons available. Every weapon has its chance and has its use. Like, for example, like there's some big like tank-like guys, and like it will just have, you know, put a rocket launcher there. And like it only has a few shots, but it'll clear you for that mm-hmm. encounter. And like you're going to... If you were to face that enemy with like an assault rifle or whatever it would take a lot longer so every enemy every weapon as it should feels like it has a specific use which is really nice and there's an upgrade system on top of it so where it's like collectibles basically but they're not really hidden that well it's just kind of as you progress you get upgrade points and then mm-hmm. whatever weapon you have equipped you can um activate it with like i think it's like r on pc or whatever and it'll damage at first and then it'll just basically increase the magazine capacity which by the end you'll have like an assault rifle with like over a thousand rounds possible so like it gets it gets pretty insane but it all feels balanced because you can only do it for one so you have to kind of decide what kind of weapons you want to really specialize in but at the same time you have three equipped at any given time so i usually had the assault rifle all the time and then if i could the shotgun and the sniper rifle Replace mm-hmm. the sniper rifle with either the rocket launcher or the heavy machine gun. Even though I don't really like the heavy machine gun that much, there's just so much ammo you can just eat away at some of the enemies. But yeah, it's every weapon feels balanced. Every move feels like it has the potential to unlock even more skills. Like I feel like the skill ceiling for this game is really high, and I want to see someone who's really, really good and a lot better than me play it. If that makes mm-hmm. sense? Because I feel like it'd be a visual treat. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially so. You said like the sliding is like the biggest uh, draw for like the game and mm-hmm. kind of like where this the gameplay is like centered around movement and the sliding basically kind of encourages you to keep moving absolutely um, and like it's I, on the cover art like on the cover of the char- main character sammy's he's sliding so like that was the whole marketing move too that's true yeah yeah it was really cool like watching the gameplay i was like okay i've seen sliding before like titanfall does sliding mm-hmm. destiny does sliding like it's but in 2010 pretty, you know probably pretty yeah. cool not only do they do it like so early but like it's a totally different type of sliding like this isn't based on your like current momentum this will just like rocket you forward as you're sliding it's pretty cool it's pretty awesome yeah and then you know the sliding leads to like doing like somersaults in the cover and moving in ducking yeah yeah just it's a simple mechanic that you can use in very uh diverse situations if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um so what difficulty did you play on I played on normal, and honestly, it was pretty tough. Like, you, you mm-hmm. typically on normal in shooter games, at least Western-developed shooter games, you know, you can stay out for a while and kind of take a several hits, and then, like, your screen will get all red or whatever. But if you get caught off guard and you don't have cover, you will you will die. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how you have, if you have this badass suit of, like, power armor. Like, you will die so fast if you are caught off guard. And with cover-based games, I found that, like, to justify there being cover, it needs to be crucial. 
but mm-hmm. not only is cover crucial, but just also probably even more beneficial to cover is you know, just keeping moving, just that push forward combat that Doom 2016, I think, kind of reinvigorated in people. And just like the notion that, you know, it's a lot more fun to just go forward and um, defeat the enemies as you go rather than just stop and pop Gears of War style, even though it has a kind mm-hmm. of an odd choice. Because, like, you're, like, this lone badass soldier or whatever. It constantly keeps you with AI companions all the time. So you're pretty much slowed down by the squad of, like, normal... Just gun, just normal soldiers, if that makes sense. So it's almost like you're given all of these tools to go off and do really cool stuff on your own. But then, you're sh- then you have to babysit. Yeah, it seemed like as they were playing when I was watching it, mm. they there's, like just normal like npc allies that mm. i don't know if they were helping or not but like they were going down and you would have to revive them is that like uh something that's mandatory or is it just like oh like get an extra point for reviving your teammates or whatever it's definitely not mandatory but it is incentivized because once you heal those soldiers you get items or weapons back so like if like you can get some like some of the power weapons from them so it's it's in your mm-hmm. best interest to heal them and it also factors into the scoring system that i was talking about earlier where the the less casualties you have on this given chapter then the better score you'll get so it's it's doesn't feel like a chore and like it happens fast enough where he you know he sticks the imaginary you know syringe in them and he, they're healed mm-hmm. um so you said there's like a score and everything like is there a rating system like uh yeah. metal gear or whatever yeah so there's a traditional platinum rating system that factors okay, in cool. like your time your time in cover soldiers healed or soldiers uh that are alive by the end of the mission so on and so forth um so it's like a a b c s type of thing yeah or? exactly yeah okay cool cool um so i want to talk about like how like the the boss fights because i read Mm. in the thing like it was there's boss battles and people like kind of commended it for their boss battles and i'm thinking like boss battles and shooters typically aren't great Mm -hmm. i mean they kind of have evolved in current days with like destiny and like all these looter shooters where it's not really a boss battle it's just like a but like basically your raids are your Mm. boss rush with shooter mechanics you know yeah just those Um, those giant bullet sponge enemies that are cool to look at but you're really just shooting a big giant thing that covers your entire screen most of the time exactly yeah yeah. so it's probably the lowest point for me Um, okay they are they are a lot better than like a destiny boss fight where you're just shooting one spot because there's Mm. very specific weak points that you have to hit so there is at least some precision involved but that's where i found the game to be faltering the most and that's where i got the most frustrated because some of these boss fights can instant kill you if they if they go close enough so okay which would be fine if you were in like a more open area, but it's often traps you in like these hallways where you can barely escape. So that's probably a big reason why I can't really give it a 10 as much as I love it. There's just little things like that. That seems like oversight. So yeah, the boss fights wall, probably more novel than most shooters, especially third person shooter. Cause like gears of war is just big monsters or whatever. Lost planet, just big monsters, but mm-hmm. there's a little bit more going on and they're aesthetically very cool, but pretty much the weakest area of the game for me okay um so before i ask you like okay if i'm gonna buy this like Mm. i'm probably gonna play if i have to play my pc hook up a controller you had some like 
uh, issues with that. What, what do you have to say about something so, like that? So it took years and years for the PC port to actually happen, but now that the mm-hmm. PC port exists, I don't think any version of the game needs to because it's so monumentally better. Like, what did I say? Like, it's like taking a sports car out, but your right arm is broken, so you can't use the shifter. Like, yeah. Just like if it, it would feel so constrained, but who knows? I I only messed around with it a little bit. It just after playing it on mouse and keyboard, it would just feel kind of counterproductive to go back. If mm, that makes okay. sense, yeah. And also just the higher frame rate. It just this benefits for sure from a higher frame rate. Like okay. most PC games, like it's middling. Like you could probably have a very similar experience on either. But I feel like this is one of the cases. Like those very very fast action games where you want that. Okay. Um. And is it like a remaster or is it just like... It's a port. It's There wasn't really any visual work done except, you know, unlocked frame rates and uh, unlocked resolution, pretty much. Oh, for fairly, sure. Fairly for face sure. basic. It's I think it's on current-gen consoles as well, though. Okay. Um, anything else you have to say about it? Other than I just... I don't know why this isn't a multi-billion dollar franchise that Cliff Blazinski wanted. I, I, it's... it's he wanted it so bad, but <laughs> I really don't understand why this game hasn't received at least another sequel by now. Cause it's just so good. Like just the gameplay is so phenomenally executed and any mm-hmm. little gripes I have are pretty much thrown out the window when you just, when you're in the moment f- playing it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I want as many people to play it as possible. Because I, I don't know how well this, this really sold, but it can't have been that much because I really haven't heard of it since. Mm-hmm. And I really do feel like it's probably at least one of the best third-person shooters ever made. I When I was watching the gameplay, I was like, all right, I'm 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 pretty much sold. Like, mm-hmm. it, this looks amazing. Like, third-person shooters have kind of gotten stale for me. Like, yeah especially after uncharted kind of made it big and then it seemed like everything was kind of copying uncharted for a while for sure yeah um so i yeah i'd love to see like a sequel or something like i i know we're probably not going to and platinum is like always juggling multiple projects at a time so i don't Mm. know when they'll have time to ever get back to it but i don't know like either a sequel or something very similar like in style just a spiritual successor you know that's one of the things like if i if i was given a blank check tomorrow and was like you get to make any game you want mm-hmm. the short list of games i would want to make is a vanquished spiritual successor because you could do your own aesthetic and everything and still capture that feeling because it's mm-hmm. a lot of what makes this great game great is the feeling even though i love the crazy japanese like nonsensical modern politics inclusions into it and yeah, I, I I'm a sucker for that stuff. It's just you know, you know very campy B movie esque stuff here. But you like you jazz, could, yeah, exactly. But I honestly think you could easily capture this feeling without all of that because it just the way that it feels is completely trumps anything else that it has. To be honest, yeah, absolutely. It seemed very like gameplay heavy, and the story was kind of it was interesting, but like you know whatever it's politics space politics basically well Um, it's just like so i guess the initial inciting incident or action was like russia destroys san francisco just like just wipes out the face of the earth so yeah not cool with that at all so the stakes are immediately raised (laughs) and so then yeah you go to like a very gundam-esque 
colony in space and you fight them and there's crazy ass robots and battle droids and it's com- just the scale of it all is just completely overblown from what you would expect from anything involving the US and Russia in space mm-hmm. it's yeah it's just com- if you know you don't like very anime ass crazy games like that just oh, yeah. I probably wouldn't bother but if you can just turn your brain I wouldn't even say turn your brain off because there's a lot of substance in this game it, this game has style and substance that's the thing it doesn't mm-hmm. skimp on either one of those but I think the gameplay definitely is still the star so yeah I would just say if you know you like crazy over the top games like this you like shooters or maybe if you're, you've grown stale with shooters and you want something to reinvigorate that I would definitely mm-hmm. give this one a shot because I really don't feel like anything like it has been made since like Anthem is probably the closest thing and it's still not even close oh yeah no that's what I was thinking like if anything could kind of come close to it might be anthem but at the same time like they're just so Mm. vastly different that it wouldn't even really be able to like you couldn't compare the two no and even like warframe it's very momentum driven that has a lot more like light and fluid nature to it whereas this is very uh like you can feel the weight and which makes the speed even more impactful because you move Mm. you move around and like the sound design you feel like you're in a giant metal suit Oh yeah, the suit yeah. is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. I one of the boss fights I saw, he jumped onto a robot and like started tornado spinning yep. and drilled through the robot. Yeah, like, that's the kind of stuff you if <laughs> if, if that sounds awesome to you, then yeah, th- that's not even the best of it. Because yeah, there's some there are some quick time events, but they are not crazy. They're, you know, they're not the focus yeah. for sure, and they're all awesome to watch. They're all entertaining. The cutscenes are great, as corny as they are. Like the main characters is, you know, he's the basically the Japanese idea of like a American cool guy or whatever. He's like smoking his cigarettes mm-hmm. all the time, and except you can use the cigarettes in gameplay, you can like divert fire. You can like you light one up and toss it, and then they'll like follow yeah. that for a second, and which allows you to jump over cover and shoot. And it's just it all it all has a purpose, and that's something you rarely see. Where a lot of games just have shit for no reason, like just unnecessary upgrade systems and all that kind of stuff. Like this game just feels pure. It doesn't feel like there's any fat to it, except for maybe the boss fights. You stream them down a little bit, but it just mm-hmm. it feels like a complete vision. And I can't wait for the possibility of something like it coming back. I, I with Sega, who knows? I wish somebody else owned the IP, but we'll see. Yeah. So I would honestly have Capcom rather have it at this point because they're doing good stuff lately. That would be amazing. And like their new Resident Evil engine, like that would be immense. That'd be incredible. I'm just saying. I'm just tossing that out. Yeah, there. just please sell it. That'd be amazing. And honestly, like yeah, since it's very anime heavy, make. I would love to see just like a, a short series made out of this. I think it'd be awesome. You could do some crazy mm-hmm. stuff with the action and the visuals. Yeah, if you love crazy over the top Japanese action games, then there's really nothing to say other than some minor annoyances in terms of boss fights that get in the way with it. It's absolutely incredible, and you should go play it immediately. All right, great great recommendation i i enjoyed watching it like at the very least watch some gameplay read through the synopsis like it's pretty cool stuff it's immense and just like the way he he just runs around without his face mask on for like 95 percent of the time but oh when you <laughs> he pops it on you know shit's going down and he's gonna do some crazy oh, yeah. TTs and stuff dragon ball z budokai 2 was released in december 2003 published by atari and developed by dimps it features 31 characters and funnels you through the classic DB- dbz story with a unique twist a unique twist you say 
it's pretty unique i gotta say probably my favorite take on playing through this game story so does every budokai game have the same story um pretty much i mean so if you're going like classic budokai you got your one two and three um budokai one ends at the cell saga okay so there's room to expand past that yeah, so Budokai 2 was the first time you could play like the entire Boo storyline and like play all those characters and everything. Okay. So it's 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 the series is the whole story, not just every game going through the entire storyline because that would be egregious. Um Actually, it, it, yeah, every game you play through the same story. Oh, but there's more to it. Basically. Yeah, between okay. one and two, one ended at Cell, and then two intru- like included the Boo Saga, and then three just like basically the same story with different mechanics, and then after mm-hmm. that, they all just either stopped at Boo or went into like the extended universe of Dragon Ball Z and everything. It just gets crazy. Yeah, it gets pretty crazy. I guess. Uh, Three kind of adds a little bit, but we're talking about two because that one's a cool one. So it's the cool one. So what about it makes it stand out from the rest? So the thing that I want to focus on that makes it stand out is the fact that you play through the story, the traditional Dragon Ball Z story. We're not talking Dragon Ball. We're not talking GT. We're definitely not talking Super. Is, it GT, um, is GT canon or is it that not canon? I don't actually know. It, GT's canon, I'm okay. pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. I just want to point out real quick that I look like the whitest person on Earth right now. Like I, I have the same lighting as I always do, but for some reason, like <laughs> I look like I'm staring at my own ghost. <laughs> it's okay. You need some sun, but I get plenty of sun. That's the thing. I'm always <laughs> outside. <laughs> huh? It's odd. I don't know. Anyway, Dragon Ball Z. So for someone who barely knows anything about Dragon Ball Z, and for yeah, I, my main st- touchstone is the Team Four Star Bridge series. Hmm. What? How do you compare this game to other Dragon Ball Z games? It's a 2D fighter? So the Budokai series 1, 2, and 3 are all 2D fighters. Okay. Um, there's there's more that make it 3D and you can fly around and everything, but these three core ones are 2D. So it's similar to like your Street Fighters, your Mortal Kombats. Okay. I, I don't think you can like kind of pivot um, in this one like you can in... Uh, like Tekken. Tekken, yeah. See, if it was yeah. like that, I would be all over it, and because that's that's my shit right there. I want I want that that not the 3D in the sense that you can fly everywhere. Like I know a lot of the other Dragon Ball Z games are. That just yeah. that gets a little bit too much. But yeah, just a little bit of uh, sidestep. Just let me sidestep. Yeah, I I think there might be a little like a little bit of sidestepping, but it's not like you're rotating too much mm. around like a a unique arena like. It's pretty. It's pretty two D. You can just sidestep to dodge like a blast if it's coming at you. Okay. But um, you can't really like get, go around anyone that much. Um. So yeah, I I would say this is probably my favorite and definitely the most unique because you're playing through the traditional Dragon Ball Z story, you know, all the way up to the Buu saga, and then, um, you know your your classic like skirmish or you know whatever it's called versus mode um but the story is super unique because you play through the dragon ball z story in a board game fashion it's like mario 3 that makes sense um kind of but i i guess so because mario 3 
you do have some like whatever enemies like goombas or whatever like moving around on the map right um i don't think so like there's they move around like, so like you can't get to specific areas but like that's not you don't really interact with them too much uh, okay so yeah. it's similar but you are basically like chasing your like the story's uh enemy so okay. like say you know in the story you're it's goku who's going to fight vegeta or whatever um classic dragon ball z right classic um so you're goku at the beginning of the board game of the board and then vegeta's maybe like way at the end he'll move around and you'll move around but also there will be like little like cybermen and like which are kind of like mini bosses in between so you're moving your board it's kind of like a mario party style board okay and you can either like go around the the cybermen and get to vegeta or like fight through and kind of I believe you can uh, level up a little bit in between, but it's not like super deep RPG stuff. So there's light RPG elements before that became every game. Yeah, there's definitely more elements in three, but I th- I think this one is pretty light on it. Um, yeah, and you you'll have multiple enemies on a board, and as well as like multiple uh people that you would be playing as um so you're it's very much like you're chasing your the main story enemy but in between there's like mini bosses here and there mm-hmm. um yeah anything so i guess i know like there's so many dragon ball z games like how does mm-hmm. it collectively publicly stack like is this the darling of the dragon ball z franchise um, I would say it is kind of artificially because it's like the hardest one to get a hold of, I feel like. Um, so they published a remaster of one and three on like PS3, 360 consoles and probably PC. I don't know. Mm. Um, but it was missing two for some reason. And for anyone who's played all three, two is definitely the most unique and definitely has like the best style just in like the menus the like your little health bars and everything and um there's also some unique characters to this game that are pretty cool um okay like you you have your fusions you know with the earrings and the um you know fusion dance um and just it strays from your traditional like gotenks and vegito whatever (laughs) like a lot of Dragon Ball is ridiculous, but just the fact that they don't even bother having a unique name is just jam their names together, too. Oh, I love yeah. it. I love it. So, yeah, you'll get... Um, if you mess up your fusion, like, someone random will jump in. Not super random. It's, I think, someone who was canon to the show when they were just, like, messing around. So, yeah, if you're Goku and you are doing your fusion and you, like, mess up the button, mm. little QTE thing... Uh, Hercule will come out and then you'll be playing as Gokul, which is like a very (laughs) weird mix between the two and it's not fun but it's like it's hilarious that you can actually play like kill me (laughs) exactly it's like oh god (laughs) you don't want to mess up but at the same time you kind of do yeah you definitely want to see all those like is it like a cutscene, or do you actually get to play them as, as them for a little bit Oh yeah, you get to play them oh, really? for like the duration of I want to say like a normal fusion. Okay. 
that's amazing i love that mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty cool and uh, i think they really went wild on this game like in three in in one you basically just played through the the dragon ball z story like beat by beat you finish a fight and it'll put you to the next fight and then like a little cutscene in between but the fact that you're doing more than just fight scene fight scene fight scene and you're like actually interacting with the story is pretty cool i think that's pretty cool yeah so does it have traditional like anime cutscenes? like does it take any footage from the show or how does that work um no it's all in engine okay um so yeah you'll have like your the budokai 3d models like kind of doing the the signature stuff from the show if when it comes up in the story do they have facial animation at all or is it just silent text dialogue it's kind of like it's very like anime where uh i mean like the eyes will do some some uh you know changes but For the most part, like the face models are the same. It was like, ah. like their expressions might change very, I don't know, uh, over the top or just kind yeah, of very ecstatic. over the top and kind of yeah, it just happens. Like it's not, it doesn't seem ah. supernatural. It's just hmm. like, oh, surprise, eyes yeah. big, like the music comes and they're just kind of like standing there and then with the yeah. surprise face. Okay, that's that's pretty much what I imagined. I just like how how far how ahead of the curve was this? But okay, oh yeah. No, and, like, um, as you're playing through the story, like, there might be some text dialogue that'll come up, and, like, there is a little bit of that, like, traditional JRPG thing where, you know, like, the little faces will pop up, and mm. then it'll be a block of text, but it, it does also include, like, 3D uh, animated, like, cut scenes, in a way. Yeah, just try to mimic what people know and have already experienced mm-hmm. many, many times over. Mm-hmm. So... It was like 2003, right? Yes. I was trying to think because like Soul Calibur 6 from last year had a very like, yeah, like the, the world board and you can move around and just adding that little bit of interactivity makes the fighting game feel a lot more robust, at least in my opinion, mm-hmm. especially as a, as a single player guy. Because like, you know, just doing match after match is fine, but like actually having it have some geography, I think just kind of makes mm-hmm. it all feel a little bit more authentic and it's just not all for the gameplay, but it actually kind of all fits into a cohesive narrative and I know Dragon Ball has been done so many, many times, but just that's kind of a cool twist on it, just to be able to have you interact and do some things that are not canon or whatever. I think that's oh, cool. yeah. Yeah, you can also, like, as you're playing, like, on the board, you can kind of um, recruit allies that okay. were not, like, part of the story at all. So mm-hmm. it's like you pretty much are telling your own version of the story in a sense. Like, that's cool. Yeah, you can add people that weren't there or weren't even like in the story at at this point like so like star wars battlefront the heroes was like you should be here. <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay that contextualizes it for me that's interesting mm-hmm. i how does it feel mechanically compared to something like uh, fighter z like does it oh it's so the budokai games are very very simple uh, mm-hmm. mechanically for a fighting game like you you have your punch your which for me is I'm going to use PS2 controls, you know, uh, adapt that. where you need to. Um, so square is your punch, triangle is your kick, and then circle is your, like, energy attack. Okay. Um, and so you can do, like, a quick, like, very simple combo of, like, punch, 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 
circle and you'll do like your Kamehameha, or you can just hold right and circle and then you can just automatically do it. Okay, so it's very easy to pick up. Oh yeah, super easy. Okay, so it's it wouldn't necessarily be a like competitive level game, or was it ever? Do you um, know? I don't, I don't think it was ever. It, I would be surprised if it was because it's it is so simple mechanically, mm-hmm. and even back then, like you, you had very, uh, deep mechanics in fighting games, um, for like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, like the classic stuff, um. So I don't think this was ever like a competitive thing. Like mm. I think Fighter Z was probably the first competitive uh, Dragon Ball Z fighting game because they tried to make that like a, as legit a fighting game as possible, and that might make oh, it a yeah. little bit more daunting to jump into rather than something like this, which is just like pick up and bash your friends. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like mm. I was so 2003. I was like eight years old. I was mm. playing this with my dad, and he was able to like pick up a controller and figure it out like himself and it, it's very much like a simple game and for for kids for sure okay that's cool yeah because like i know like i don't want to i hate this term but like the fighting game community feels feels very like gatekeepy sometimes where it's just like yeah if there's such a high skill gap which is awesome i i love watching high level fighting gameplay but sometimes i just want to punch cpu characters and oh win, yeah you know yeah, this is a game for you then because mm-hmm. like you you have your story, you have your, you know, versus mode and then um I think since the beginning, at least with the Budokai games, you have like a little tournament mode where like you can basically do like the like a tournament bracket fighting mm-hmm. all of the different um Dragon Ball Z characters. Some of them you're like fighting in a ring where like you can get like ring outs and everything you don't have cool. to actually like beat them yeah, yeah. it's very cool i love like, me some ring outs I'm, I'm i'm a soul caliber guy from forever yeah. so like that's always fun to me even though it's kind of bullshit but you know oh no it's it's a legit like strategy and like it fits within the canon of the show because mm-hmm. like they're they go to the same like tournament spot and like it's true like if you step onto the ground you're you're done no matter like how well you're doing in the fight See, that's cool. It's like Dragon Ball lends itself so well to games. Like, there's some shows that just you can't help but make games out of them because it just makes mm-hmm. so much sense. And yeah, Dragon Ball is just one of those, like, no matter what the genre is. Like, I know, like, there's been some, like, there's been some, like, light RPGs that are, like, on the Game Boy, or, and there's been, you know, tons and tons of fighting games. And there's an mm-hmm. open world RPG coming out soon, which I'm actually really interested in. But yeah, it just, it makes so much sense. And just any, like, term in an anime, just, they lend themselves so well. And that's why so many games get made after them. But yeah, it, it... Dragon Ball is really like the perfect anime video game like melding mm-hmm. like show video game whatever type of format you're you're into it's it, you can definitely see how it crosses into other form of media fairly effortlessly yeah uh, there's so many Dragon Ball Z games like it it's they're always working on what it seems like yeah, it's, it's it's probably multiple at that point like who publishes those nowadays like um i think it's bandai namco Namco, that makes sense yeah it's just yeah how many i I just i would like to know how many games are actually being developed or either in pre-production or going to come out but it's it just seems like they never stop like you had the was it the like the fighter z which is probably the best one i could see recently yeah and the the xenoverse which is like the the 3d the the full 3d with like created characters kind of skew 
So yeah, mm-hmm. whatever kind of fighting game you like, being three D or two D or whatever, like there's there's going to be at least fifteen Dragon Ball Z games for you. But this one seems to be Absolutely. seems to stand out from the pack, which is cool. Yeah, I could definitely see this being like the uh the like base evolution of what fighters is now Mm. um because it's not super 3d like after budokai 3 you had like your uh 3d dragon ball z games and then it that was like your ps2 uh xbox era and then Mm. once you got to ps3 it fully embraced the 3d fighting and like even up to xenoverse in p like our the current generation yeah it's it's still 3d but um yeah if you like fighters definitely check this out you can see like a simpler version of that and if you yeah if you're into dragon ball z and even though fighters is like the current thing and it just seems daunting like go back to one of these games it's very simple and you get to play through the story and it's, it's pretty fun so unfortunately, a lot of the games we have, like at this point, there's a lot of you know re-releases or anything. But this one still mm-hmm. only looks like it's available on the PS2 and the GameCube. Which, if yeah. you ever need an excuse to bust out your PS2 and/or GameCube, it's always a good thing. But at the same time, oh, yeah. it might not be as as easy to go back and jump into as some of the other things we talked about on this show. But if you can, if you know someone with a GameCube and/or a PlayStation, this looks like, and you could probably get this at GameStop for probably like sixteen cents or something. Yeah, if you have like a retro game store around you, you can probably find it. Um, I know I'm looking for a good copy because mm. my disc got scratched up pretty bad. Rest and in peace. Been... I'm so sorry. Condolences. I know. 100%. I'm so mad. This was my favorite of the of the three Budokai games. Viking funeral right. that case. Honestly, no, I can't because it's can't. that shiny silver. Oh, man, it's so beautiful. It's a beautiful case, like. Listen, guys, Pristine the case itself collector's is, item here. Yeah, if you have it, hold on to it. It's you're not gonna, they're not gonna remake this game, they're not gonna re release it, they're not gonna HD HD collection, this bad boy. Yeah, yeah. 4K 60 makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I really don't see as as beloved as it might be. There's really no point when they're probably just re remaking a uh, spiritual success to it anyway. I when I was looking for the logo for right here. I mm-hmm. I was there was like so many like fan made like Budokai HD collection photoshops or whatever. It's like there's clearly a with pretty, two in it. Yeah, with two. Well, probably all of them. But yeah, it's just like this is clearly a beloved title, and it's kind of cool that its DNA is still seen somewhat mm-hmm. recently with this, you know, with the Fighter Z, which is pretty much universally loved. I haven't really seen anyone hate Fighter Z for at least you know, the, for the fans that like these kinds of games, but. You know, it's pretty cool. I I'm I want to see the cutscenes and I want to actually kind of analyze the gameplay because that's always fun to do with fighting games. So yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it sounds like if you have any way to play it, this is probably a decent, decently fun time. Especially if yes. like me and you suck at fighting games. Yeah, and like it, it it's more than just a fighting game. It's mm. it's like half fighting game, half board game. Like you're mm. you're really like collecting things as even when you're not fighting you're collecting like um dragon balls or like skills or even characters to unlock later yeah that's cool i just i I love it when there's robust substantive single player modes in fighting games it's always Mm -hmm. it always makes my heart happy because that's the kind of stuff i want to be doing and i really want to go play soul copper six because i've neglected it big time (laughs) big time give us more story modes compelling story modes in fighting games which listen, listen to Ed Boon. Ed Boon 
killing it over there at Nether Realm. Injustice oh, Two man. on another level. I'm telling you. Mortal Kombat 11, man. Mortal I'm Kombat 11 is probably be great. I Mortal Kombat's always been there, but like I've never considered myself a big fan. I've never really gotten into it. But after mm-hmm. the just sheer quality of Injustice, like I even played X and I was like, this is fine. But mm-hmm. after the sheer quality of Injustice 2, like I think I gotta give that a shot. But this is not that show today. So any final thoughts on Budokai 2 before we close her up? Um yeah, I would love it's never gonna happen, but like uh ed boone if you somehow have the opportunity one day to work on a dragon ball z game just take the budokai formula take even any of the not one but two or three like Mm. take that formula and make it as deep as injustice 2 and hopefully i don't know how mortal kombat's gonna be Uh. but i'm talking injustice 2 you got your gear you got your your rpg stuff like a cool story mm. like just mess around with the dragon ball z stuff we don't need the same story every single game like no. it's kind of tired now do your alternate universe thing that works really well with injustice but yeah could you imagine if uh if nether realm made a fucking dragon ball z dragon ball game dude that would be so awesome like dragon the, ball z the, is... the sheer hype from that because there's got to be the venn diagram of anime fans and like moral Kombat absolutely fans. absolutely and listen Black people love Dragon Ball Z. Black people it's love true. fighting games. Amen. Black people love Mortal Kombat. Like, it's perfect. Six million copies day one. I'm betting on Support it. Support the black community. Amen. Mic drop. <laughs> Just boom. <it's> done. <laughs> so, what are we going to be playing next time? Or what are we going to be talking about that we may have played in the past or recently? Have you Man. decided? Because I, I, I think I want one. I think it might be kind of like... A, kind of a little bit too on the nose but uh-huh. what's what's your thought um, what's your thought i want to talk think... about borderlands 2 borderlands 2 yes okay i've been playing um, it more recently and like i shit talk it i sh- i talked shit on it a lot when mm-hmm. 3 got released or the teaser came out and now i'm like <laughs> addicted to it no borderlands 2 is very addicting it's a very good game um Man, I kind of want to hop on Borderlands with you. Do you want to do that? I mean, that sounds fun. Listen, I love Borderlands. I can yeah. I can talk people's ear off about Borderlands. So I, I've always been like a like a fair weather Borderlands fan, where it's like it's always there and it's fun, but it, it was never my thing. But man, I'm just enjoying it so much right now. I don't know why. And that it, th- that one it. re-release, I I didn't think I was gonna pick up three, but anyway, we're not talking about modern things. So you want to talk about Borderlands two next time? I'm going to do that with you, yeah. Okay, let's do this another big one. I'm down with that. There's plenty of game to chew on there, and that gives me an excuse to plow through the rest of the story. So, right, Hell next time, funny. Borderlands 2 Gearbox just announced a sequel. Randy Fitchworth, kind of a weirdo. I'm just going to get ahead of it. I'm fully yeah, aware. I'm surprised he's still there. Yeah, but... I'm like, he's, he's, is this all fine? Like, the, the their employees are totally okay with it. Also, pay your staff, Gearbox. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Long story short. Long story short, pay your staff, you fucking weirdo.